Welcome back to Change Ed. Changed. Your weekly under 15 minute podcast talking about all things education, all things changes that we're having in education, specifically under our new steel standards. Here with me for the time being is Tony Marabito, IU21 Staff Development Facilitator. Wow, the Staff Development Facilitator is still in the house. And also here with us for this podcast, third week in a row, is Patrice Simichek, also from Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. And I decided to go last today so that I could have the final word on introducing myself as the number one rated host in all of podcast land. My name is Andrew Kuhn. I am a project consultant for Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. Great to have be here today. So we have been talking about three-dimensional learning. And one of the interesting things that my new, soon to be updated to co-host Patrice brought up last time was what is the role of phenomenon in three-dimensional learning? So Patrice, I know you're a huge fan of the show, so you listen to every one of our podcasts. Because I have to edit it. Just as a reminder, in November, we talked about phenomenon. We pulled that apart and, and looked at all parts of it. That could have been something we discussed and talked about uh, for the entire year on this show. But the viewers demanded so much more because of the quality content we're providing that we got into three-dimensional learning. So uh, I'm curious to understand more about how do these all actually go together? How does phenomenon and three-dimensional learning, how do they work together? Or are they two totally separate entities? How do they go together? Um, I think they go hand in hand. I think that you use phenomenon to increase the ability to have conversations and to look at the cross-cutting concepts. And the phenomenon is kind of like the hook to get kids interested in what we're talking about. And then once they're hooked, then you can dive a little bit deeper and um, provide a little bit of that direct instruction. And then you throw another phenomenon at them that is related, and then you're layering in the learning. So I think they're, um, it's impossible to do one without the other. I appreciate how you're saying layering in, right? That was one of the things that we talked about in our smashing success of our November podcast was phenomenon, but also phenomenon fatigue. Right. And to prevent that, you actually intentionally design an anchoring phenomenon and have your supporting phenomenon, which was what you were referring to right there as well. I think there's a misconception that um, you can't provide direct instruction when you're teaching this way. And I think that is something that we need to make sure we're having really candid conversations about. It's not just about showing a phenomenon and then doing an experience or providing opportunities for hands-on learning, there is a time and place for direct explicit instruction, and it does need to go hand in hand with the phenomena and the three dimensions. And it sounds like, you know, this phenomenon is used to engage students to elicit their curiosity without already providing them answers, allowing them the flexibility to navigate their way through and get there. When you are combining them with this three-dimensional learning, uh, again, is kind of providing them with specifically in our standards, the way they're designed with these tools to then pull apart this phenomenon to actually discover what it looks like. So in a lot of ways, it's almost like tying up the phenomenon so you can really uh, get the squeeze on it and figure out what that information is and what it's all about. I'm curious, Tony, uh, in your experience of, of engaging learners, uh, what, what has been worked for you? What has been a successful thing to get them 
them engage, right? We're talking about phenomenon before and what that looks like as, as we then provide these tools of the knowing and the thinking and the doing, something that's always growing and increasing. Uh, what has your experience been in uh, student engagement? Well, I think, especially when we're talking about phenomenon, I think it has to um, have some real world aspect to it as well. I think students need to be experiencing th these things or seeing these phenomena happen on a daily basis and make sure we as teachers make that connection to what's happening in real life. Um, so that way they, they are just intrinsically motivated to learn this then, right? So if um, one of the great phenomenon videos out there is that oil tanker that just crushes itself, right? So that's, kids know what an oil tanker is. They've seen this train type thing, at least in my area of uh, Pennsylvania. And um, that's something that they could pick out going by on a train track. And just to see this metal collapse, I think, immediately they're intrigued how did that happen what force caused this and that kind of starts the conversation there and then starts the learning immediately so i think making sure that it has a real world tie or um, ties back to their real life will immediately kind of uh, engage them in whatever topic they're having to be teaching i think that's a really good um analogy but there's also the ability to once you've seen that tinker kind of shrinking down and crushing into itself to take it a step farther and say, now that you're hooked, let's talk about what happens. And I think this was in one of the things that Brett Molding said when you guys had him on, um, was now what is it happening when I take like a milk jug outside and I'm throwing water outside? The same idea is happening, but it's something that's a little more tangible for them and might actually happen more often. So I think that's where the role of phenomenon is huge in that it allows for us to get them hooked, but then we have to think a little bit deeper and differently to be able to bring it back to something that's going to happen potentially right in front of them. You know, Patrice, when, uh, when Tony was sharing what he said, what I was really interested in was that he was sharing from Pennsylvania, he knows what an oil tanker is and a train. And I'm curious, do they have trains in Florida and are you familiar with an oil tanker? First of all, um, <laughs> I grew up in Florida, not a different country, and the uh, trains were there. Um, some of them I had Mickey Mouse on them, but they were there. And I do know that oil does move in a tank. <laughs> well, I guess what I what I really was trying to uh, get at was that um, not all phenomenon are relevant to uh, everywhere in the country, and that you know, different phenomena will relate and be more relevant to different parts. So specifically in Pennsylvania, you know, the Eastern side has different than the central and different than the Western of, of their experiences and things that are important to them. There are commonalities, of course, that go throughout, but specifically what I was thinking is that the three dimensions, those are solid throughout, right? Like you can use this process no matter what phenomenon you're looking at. So it doesn't matter if you're in trainless Florida or if you're in train-covered Pennsylvania, you are able to <laughs> uh, apply the three dimensions. So uh, it shows the versatility of using the three-dimensional learning, um, but also with the, the phenomenon. So it's you're not all just tied to a specific phenomenon and say, in this situation, it will work. It will work no matter what uh, across the board. So in a lot of ways, it's like packing a suitcase, right? Like, oh, I'm going to grab grab a little bit of knowing, don't forget to pack your thinking. Let's make sure we bring the doing. Oh, and you know what? The kids, they'll love this. Let's throw in some phenomenon, right? They always enjoy on the plane ride. They want to be playing their, uh, you know, devices or doing something. That's like a, 
you know, our phenomenon in our packing a suitcase analogy. Thank you for the eye stares of approval by both of you. I really appreciate that. Well, I wanted to bring up to uh, Patrice had mentioned earlier, the direct instruction. I think that's where we can alleviate some of those barriers that, of um, the background knowledge. So that's why that direct instruction piece is so, so important because that's where we catch kids up um, so they can take part in these conversations. I just want to make sure that Patrice got her due because she's been a great addition to the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. When I, I could edge someone else out. And at your going away party, we will allow you to speak first. Thank you so much tonight. You know, an important job, though, I think of educators that uh, we really haven't talked about and, and is critical in this component is the ability to synthesize all of the information that students come through in their thinking, right? And that's kind of, that can get to that direct instruction part where it's like, okay, I heard everything. Now let's look at what's actually happening. Like, what do we know to be happening? How do, what do we know here? How do we get to that? And that's actually an art, right? Like it, it's instead of just coming in and kind of dropping the hammer, it's like, how do we bring this and have everybody be involved? Uh, it's a skill and art, I think, that uh, we've all seen displayed and in, in, in one that, that takes time to caress. So it, it sounds like what I'm hearing from the both of you is that phenomenon and three-dimensional learning are hard to separate, sort of like peanut butter and jelly, right? Like those two things go together. Tony, you were thinking of an analogy that you wanted to share about how they go together. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> you worried. You worried. No, no, that wasn't a hand raise. That was no. a, you were burying your, yeah. your head. I didn't know where you were going with peanut butter and jelly. No, peanut butter and jelly, right? Bert and Ernie. Come on. There are things that they just go together. That was a TV show um, for you, sir. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Change Ed. We look forward to what might be kind of our last go around at three-dimensional learning, although it sounds like this is something that we can continue to unpack and we can dive more into in our future episodes. But we look forward to connecting with you. Keep on learning and we will see you next time. <laughs>